Hi right, guys, it's that time again. Seven to ring with the greatest faction in podcast history. Just Rick Wrestling, the JFW podcast, hosted by Travis D. And I am still your SCW High Voltage Champion, Nubby the Amazing Turtle. 79 days, by the way, Nubby. 79, I'm keeping track. Hell yeah. And the voice that you've just heard comes to you today by the champion of the lovely intoxicated men Pac-Man nice <clears throat> uh, for those of you who have reached out to me already wondering about the uh, release of the live stream of the SCW show, um, show we did yesterday it is going to come out later on this week I just didn't have time <clears throat> to put it out yet but it will be out later on this week so which it'll be fine for you guys because we don't have a show next week because of the holidays. So uh you guys can enjoy two shows this week because there won't be one next week. Uh but we will be releasing one uh New Year's Eve. Which will be which will be the last one of uh twenty twenty four. I think uh, I think we only got maybe one or two more episodes of that for the end of the season. So Yeah guys, I I, I I won't be on next week. I'm gonna be with my family. Just let you guys know. Solid. Cool. So we will have a show next week. Uh, but I won't so. be here. Good. Thank fucking God. <laughs> um, I don't know where you guys want to start. Probably at the what beginning. Talk- what you want to talk about then, Pac-Man? We can talk about how I kind of want to fire Pac-Man from the show. Hey, I actually, here's the thing. I've improved with the train because I don't know if you guys just noticed, but I totally muted myself when that train came by. Good job, Pac-Man. Good job, Pac-Man. I did so yeah. good. But yeah. we can talk. Uh, do we want to address fourth mother box right out the gate? I mean, we could. We can talk about fourth mother box. We talk about the fact how I'm eating during the podcast because I don't give a shit. Or we could talk about all the shit that happened on last week's Power Hour. Ooh, shit did happen last week shit. on the Power Hour. Yeah, shit yeah. did happen. Pac-Man told, uh, pulled a total Steve and uh, relayed wrong information about me and shit and caused uh, C-Red to uh, judge me uh, without really uh, figuring out the truth. So what happened was I tried to recall from memory what was exactly said in response to Steve mentioning that um, he doesn't want to be called main event Steve anymore because yeah. of what Rian had to say two weeks ago. Yep. And I remembered the wrong situation, which I did add the disclaimer. If I am relaying the facts wrong, do correct me. So I did cover my ass on that end, I think. The thing is, man, you said it doesn't matter. I can sit here and say, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, 
you know, Nubby has a vagina. I don't think he's got a vagina. Exactly. But just because I say, correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't mean that the fact wasn't just sent out there as, <coughs> who's going to believe that now? Who's not going to believe that? Because I just said that. That's probably going to be on the fourth mother box of 2024. That's that going to be a new sound bite. That's going to be a new sound bite. Nubby has a vagina. That's going to be a sound bite now. Thanks, Thanks for that. You're but welcome. it's okay. But it's fine because I said, correct me if I'm wrong, before I did it. So it doesn't matter. Right? That's that's your logic. But the thing is, I was trying to remember and recall facts. Yeah. And Which I didn't fine. want to... Because Rion, who listens to the show, had to correct the co-host of the show. Which was, so he did his job. Yeah. And and, and then it came and, back to me. Yeah. What the and context never, was. And you never corrected Steve in the sense of him telling me to fuck myself because I called him selfish, which, did I do that, Nubby? No, he didn't. No, never once said he was selfish. You should have known that, but instead of saying, I think he was calling you selfish because you sat behind the the t- commentary table and and you didn't you didn't come to my rescue or or Rion's rescue but you came to Shelley's rescue. I mean, you have to remember, I am on both shows. Yeah. So I have to remain somewhat neutral. But I mean, that will be tested a little bit tonight because of something we got to talk about from IPW. But I I have to remain a bridge between the two shows. And and I want to try to stay as neutral as I can possibly be. Here's the thing, though. But when when you say shit about me on the Power Hour and then you avoid saying anything about the Power Hour over here, how is that neutral? Again, you might change your mind with what I might have to say I, no, later today. I won't, because I ask you questions about the power hour, and you just avoid them. Pac-Man, did Steve say this? Well, you know, the sky is blue. I mean, right now it's like <laughs> like a reddish because the sun went down. But Pac-Man, here's a question, blah, 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 yes or no. Well, you know, I, I am LIM champion. I am. I mean, we're not on video, but. I'm not holding yeah. up the belt, but it is in my possession. Yeah, exactly. But you avoid when I ask you shit to confirm it on your other show. But when you get that from them, you have no problem being like, yeah, let me be a mark and let me let me be all happy and excited to be here with Steve and C-Red and Rian. And yeah, oh, yeah, no, Travis, Travis sucks. Travis said this and he did this. And yeah, I don't know why he did it, but, you know, that's the views and opinions of Travis. You know, I don't feel that way. But then you come over here, it's like, well, I can't really I can't really talk on that point. Why don't you ever say that shit over there? Well, I can't really talk on that point. Exactly. So it makes me wonder, like, it's like if, if you can't contribute to that part of it here, but if you do that to Power Hour, then what's the point of even having you here? Is this talking about Steve threatening maybe, to have maybe me you'll be better two off? Two. Maybe you'll be better off being over at the Power Hour instead of here on JFW. But I, I like being on yeah. both shows. Yeah. I get but it. But again, I have to it, – it's, it. it's a tricky podcasting world that I've entered into where I'm on two shows where the two mm-hmm. hosts do not get along and I'm the yeah. one – that's got to, like, try to, like, be neutral. So sometimes 
I don't necessarily know how exactly to deal with all that. It's not a slight to either person. I mean, it seems like you can, because when I say this to you, you're trying to justify and defend it. But when Steve says it to you, you just sit there in silence and stupid. Right or wrong? So, I mean, I am the LIM champion. Nubby, right or wrong? Well, how do you want to go about this, Travis? Exactly. I can tell (laughs) Pac-Man that maybe I don't want him here anymore, and he can go hang out with his band of misfits over there on Tuesday night, and he wants to give me this long, drawn-out explanation how how he wants to be neutral and how, you know, he has to be careful what he's saying, blah, 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 blah. But then when fucking, you know, Steve goes over there and tells Pac-Man the exact same thing, you know, Pac-Man can't take his fucking lips off his fucking asshole for five minutes to, you know, give a response to Steve. So don't tell me that you're neutral in all this and that you try to stay impartial and, you know, it's hard to, you know, you know, go go down this road where, you know, one person hates the other person. Here's the thing, man. I never really had big problems with fucking Steve until he started once again incorrectly relaying information about me and you just sit there and nod your head and agree and hold your fucking title up and talk about how you pin Damian Gray or you throw up fucking photos and shit. No. But over here, you have no problem responding to shit and talk. And maybe that's because I'm allowing you maybe too much freedom here in podcasting. Because you're the podcast papa and all. I am. You're across three fucking podcasts, one of which happens once a fucking month. Mm-hmm. One of which you just mostly sit there and throw up fucking photos. So maybe I just give you too much freedom. Maybe maybe you just have too much freedom here on JFW. So maybe that's my fault. Well, I appreciate the freedoms I have. It's not a good thing anymore. Because <laughs> your freedoms and shit is now pissing me off. Because you're throwing me under the fucking bus over there at fucking power. Same thing fucking Nubby did to me before he became a co-host of uh, JFW. Oh, on, the Podbean he, thing? Oh, yeah, the Podbean thing, brother. Yeah. The Podbean thing. I don't think I've heard this. Yeah. Oh, God, I did a three-episode fuck. Maybe it was four. I did a series of fucking episodes reacting to one power hour. Mm-hmm. Because Nubby had something to say, and the power hour didn't have time for fucking Nubby. So I brought him over to JFW and let him speak his mind. And some miraculous fucking, you know, you know, miracle or some shit. Hold on. I got to take a phone call. You guys talk amongst yourselves. So let me provide some context yes. to, on my point. So when I was brought over to the power hour after, you know, JFW, you know, I did my interview with Travis. Could, and um, it was brought up that I didn't get a chance. I was never brought on the power hour to speak my piece. So Travis did. So when I was brought over after, we talked about, you know, the, the things that happened at CW. And instead of saying JFW, I had to go play the game and say Podbean because that was the thing. Steve was calling it Podbean. He wouldn't even give the respect of the name JFW. So I went with it kind of like what you did on Power Hour every time when it comes to Travis. Mm -hmm. I would just call it Podbean just to save the argument. 
you know, kind of like how my name was kind of canceled off of Power Hour. My name was not allowed on there either. See, that's what they do over there. You know what I mean? That I do, because I know there's a couple names that have been not allowed to be said on there. That I do. Hey! Yeah. But yeah, that's the context. I would say Podbean instead of JFW just to play along with their fucking thing. Yeah. I mean, God forbid I give you a platform to talk on. Right. You can't say, you can't say JFW. No, because they didn't want me to. That's I guess right. I was, res- I was respecting their word, but, yeah. but then they tried to cancel me. What? And yet I'm an asshole who sits here and promotes Power Hour every single week on our show. Not like they're going over and saying, hey, why don't you tune in to JFW on Monday nights? I mean, it could be worse. We could just call it the Power App and Power Nap number. Was it Power Nap? How are you? You would see the Power Nap. Yeah. 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 I just, just, just Pac-Man, you got to get your fucking head out of your ass, man. It is firmly out of there. You're clearly looking at it. No. Right. No, because every time, no, because every time I look at your fucking face, it looks like shit. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm the LIM champion. I beat Damian Gray. I'm one and zero. I retired after one match. I I come to the ring with Chuck Gunderson, and and I and I'm friends with Maximus O'Ryan, and we play Fortnite. And I and I'm a leader of the LIM, and we're we're battling people in a fan war where where other groups have one fucking member. You know, with that performance, I mean, I think you'd be great to play me in a biopic. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, I felt like I was like, like looking at myself. Inches. Yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, we got the we have de aging technology, we have de heightening technology as well. Oh, absolutely! I had to make my beard a little bit more patchy and shit, and oh, make my voice sounds like this, and go for <coughs> fucking over exaggerated handshake hugs and shit, and yeah, no, no fuck that. Hey, look at here's the thing. I am someone who loves me a good over exaggerated handshake hug. Oh, I know. I know. I gave you a fist. Though I restrained myself, I did give you a fist bump and called you bro on the way out yesterday. Yeah, I know. That, that showed I, a lot of restraint. Yeah, because I put the fist out there just to get a bump and get the fuck away. You're the only person that comes up to me and is like, what's up, man? Hand hug. I'm like, dude, just fucking shake my hand and give me a fist bump. Like, we don't have to make, we don't have to fucking touch, you know, crotches and shit. I don't know <laughs> what the fuck your mindset is. It was like, I need to embrace everybody and gene to gene it. And I just, just, just take a step back, bro. Quit fucking hugging people. You're not Bailey. Well, old Bailey. Yeah, I'm not don't new live, Bailey either. And yeah, I live that hug life. Oh, God, new Bailey. Just love new Bailey. Well, um, I'm not going to fire you from JFW. I'm not going to kick you off JFW. I'm not. I just, because I'm not Steve and I'm not going to be petty about that. So Um, I will, I I will say it seemed like Steve kind of walked that back towards like towards the middle of when he had threatened to do that. The marriage shouldn't have been sent in the first place. The idea that. He has to take his frustrations out for me on you. It's childish. And I said that. Steve is being childish. He can 
fucking talk about that on the Power Hour. Not to, not this week's Power Hour because it's a special salute to Sea Red and shit. But the next Power Hour. Because I never so called him let, selfish. So let's put it in context right now. You literally just said he's he was being childish. Yep. Note that that you did say that just now. Yeah. Yeah, but so he's gonna go. And, Steve won't get it wrong, or he'll make something up. I don't. Oh know. no, he will. He'll he'll go into the power hour in two weeks. Like, Pac-Man, what's what? Oh, where's <laughs> one? Ah. Oh, there, there it is. There we get, go. Get my Steve glasses on, which doesn't matter. This is audio. If you guys can't tell, I'm wearing sunglasses at night indoors because that's what cool people do. Yeah, I'm one turtleneck away from being relevant as a commentator. Pac-Man, what is wrong with your co-host sitting there saying that saying that I'm a I'm a baby who shits himself that that I don't know that that I'm acting like an adolescent toddler who 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 fucking who fucking you know rubs his shorts and 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 and, and eats things out of sandboxes and what what the fuck is wrong with 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 the JFW over there saying that uh that I can't drink out of a juice box without spilling it and and my 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 peanut butter uh, and jelly sandwich is all smushed because it was packed wrong. What what the fuck is wrong with him? That's exactly what he'll get out of the word childish. Yeah, yeah you should. Yeah. I mean, you could play Steve in the biopic. You're just disappearing into these roles today, man. I know. I crushed that shit. But nonetheless, you did not say he was selfish. I never did. You no. called you called yourself selfish. Yeah, and you Steve's. Thing you know, Steve, what Steve has done as an example of being worse than you, who is a selfish person. Yeah, you. Yeah, you did not yeah. say Steve at all was selfish. No, no. All I said was is that Rion was speaking from the heart, speaking the truth, and instead of Steve responding to that in a way of like, "Man, I'm sorry you feel that way." I wish you would have came to me sooner about it. I wish we could have talked about it. No. Instead, he went. He's wearing sunglasses again. Still throwing my glasses on here. You know what, Rion? After everything you said, I decided uh, maybe it's time for me to talk about me for a minute. Uh, We went about uh, three minutes without me being mentioned in any way. And uh, I'm, I'm known by main event Steve, and I don't want to be that anymore. You know, I I really want the sympathy and compassion from other people, and I want people to know how how much this affected me, and uh, how much I am truly hurt by by your emotions. And uh, I think going forward, I don't think I should be called Main Event Steve anymore. Um, uh, maybe I'm I'm, I, I'm fine with the voice of Rocket Pro, and uh, you know, you know, being a you know former trios champion uh, because. I wasn't selfish when I put those titles on the line and spoke for my team without discussing it first. No, no, that's not who I am. I'm not selfish. I just, I just want people to to see me as a hero. I do want to talk about that. That's the thing I want to talk about. Oh no, well we're gonna talk about IPW 100. percent I want to talk about Fourth Motherbox too. I think I'm past uh, Power Hour. There is going to be yeah yeah for now. (laughs) They're just gonna come back around. Uh, there is going to be a Sea Red Appreciation Night uh, hosted at the VFW in Richmond Park, same place that <coughs> uh shows take place. Uh, tomorrow, Tuesday night, uh, was it December 19th? Correct. Uh, 6.30 start time, so if you guys want to come out and show your appreciation, 
for uh I guess I guess he admitted, you know, Sean. Yeah. You know, the guy formerly known as C Red. Uh if you want to come and show your appreciation for him, be out there. I know I'm gonna be there. Pac-Man's gonna be there, yep. at least I believe you're gonna be there. Bobby unfortunately has real life uh you know, occupations he has to uh, deal with. So, sorry, not going to be there, man. But we are going to give you an opportunity to say what you want to say to see right here towards the end of the show. Um, but if you guys, you know, if you listen to this before 6 p.m. tomorrow night on December 19th and you want to come out, come out. Um, you know, who knows if you have anything you want to say about C-Red, you'll probably get the opportunity to do so. So I'm not going to, you know, not mention that just because Steve wants to be an asshole. So. Uh, fourth motor box. called him an asshole, by the way. 100%. He's it's, a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Ed, a piece oh, yeah. of shit. Ed garbage. Make a list. Yeah. Yeah. Pac-Man, you're better off taking notes on our show. That way you could relay the truth over there at the power hour instead of just going along with what Steve is saying because you want to be his petulant child. Um, keep that in mind. Solid, right? Uh, before we talk about the fourth mother box, I want to remind all you guys that this episode of, uh, Just Freak Wrestling, the JFW podcast is brought to you by CarterComics.com. <laughs> Uh, CarterComics.com currently is doing free shipping on all orders, and not only are you going to save on shipping, but you can also save on your entire purchase through CarterComics.com. If you use the discount code FREAKNET, that's F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T, you'll save 10% on your entire purchase. If it's graded or raw, Carter Comics has got it all. Just go to their website, check out their store, fill your cart up with all their amazing products. Discount code FREAKNET will save you 10% on your entire purchase. It's a discount code. Not a uh, promo code because discount codes can be used over and over and over and over and over again. Kind of like Kyle's mother. Uh, if you don't want to, you know, yeah, right? Kyle's a piece of shit. Um, uh, if you guys are a big fan of eBay and you like buying your stuff through eBay, go to carcomics.com's uh, homepage. Go to the bottom. They have links to four different eBay accounts. Our discount code will save you 10% of your purchases over there as well. So. Again, Carter Comics, proud sponsor of uh, JFW. And, yeah, they enjoy the shit I do over here. So take that power hour and fourth mother box and whoever else has a problem with me. Um, not a lot was said about me on fourth mother box, so I don't have a whole lot to fucking say. And um, it makes me a good person, by the way, because I can say a lot of stupid shit. Uh, I just choose not to because I do respect people and uh, their love for things. So... Uh, I know Tom was really fishing for a response from Kyle on the fact that I said that Kyle holds Tom down because he happened to bring that up like four or five times. Yeah. Like, it's like, uh, what's it like, Kyle? Kyle Trump said you hold me down. What, what's your response to that? And he's like, ah, I don't care. Yeah, but he said you hold me down. What do you? What, what's your response? To I don't know. I, I don't. I, I can't do a ginger fucking accent. Um, but because I have a soul, so. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's just, I'm like, dude, obviously he doesn't give a fuck what I said, so let's just keep on moving on here. I will appreciate the fact that he respects the fact that I do not like Star Wars. And is episode four New Hope, is that the one? That's the one. Okay, so, uh, Tom, uh, just so you know, yes, I watched the entire New Hope, episode four, just not for me. And I don't think it's Star Wars, I think it's just space movies in general, I've just never been a big fan of. You know, Star Wars, Star Trek... Battlestar Galactica, uh, E.T., space movies, alien movies, just not a big fan of them. Alien, just not a big fan of them. So, for me to say that Star Wars is shit, that's wrong for me to say. And I will correct myself on that. I can be a bigger person and admit that me saying that was, uh, was kind of rude and mean. I get that a lot of people are big fans of them. I understand that. 
for me, I'm just not a fan of Star Wars because they're just not my type of genre of, of uh, movie. So, um, I do apologize if I upsetted people like Tom or, uh, I don't know if, uh, I doubt Maximus Orion ever heard me talk, but I know you said that he may listen to me and, you know, throw a hissy fit because, you know, he's a 22 year old child. Um, but, uh, I don't, think Star Wars is shit. I just don't think they're good movies, but that's because they're not movies I enjoy. Same thing with Die Hard. I just don't like Die Hard. Not my favorite. Uh, outside of that, he really didn't say anything bad about me. Uh, it, it seems like they're kind of dwindling down on me, and uh, for good reason, because, uh, you know... Yeah. You'd come back hard on him, so... Yeah, yeah. But I, like I said, I, I'm going to reserve the things I wanted to say, and I was even going to make a joke, like a, like a funny joke, that was related to something that they said on their show, but I don't want to say it because the punchline is what makes it funny, but the lead-up to the punchline, I think, would just piss people off, and I don't want to fucking do that. You know, I don't want to, especially around the holidays, I don't want to ruin people's shit. Oh, yeah. I will, I will say, uh, I don't know, like, well, I don't know, because I don't, am I supposed to know what happened? The, the thing you told me on Saturday, am I supposed to know about that? Um, what, uh, what was talked about in the beginning? Yes. Well, obviously, you know, if you know about it, okay. you knew about what's going on. Yeah. I mean, I am sorry that your cat passed away. I think that sucks. I, you know, that's just unfortunate. I have a dog. I know I'd be upset if my dog died. Um, so I do apologize that your cat passed away. I'm not going to say anything negative or mean about that because, there are people out in that world. I'm not one of them, and I, I can I can admit that. I know people hate that about me. I'm not the kind of person that sees a pet as a child. I don't see a pet as, like, you know, like, I don't see a family member when I look at a pet. I see a pet as a pet. Um, but I know people out there who feel that way, and I sympathize for them and having that feeling. Nothing wrong with that. So I am sorry that your cat passed away. I think that, you know, that sucks. Uh, clearly, you love this animal. You had it for... Over a decade yep. before you before you found a new home with somebody else that you trusted, I understand that. My dad had a cat for 17 years and eventually passed away. So I get it. You know, losing a pet sucks. Outside of that, find a soul, you you ginger bitch. So I'm good. I mean, they didn't and they didn't really do much on me. They told a couple stories, which okay, they are true. I did fall a lot, but that one but at the coffee house or whatever that. Their, for their band concert thing yeah. gig that's the word gig i was the cameraman so if i get bumped during a mosh pit when i'm not even a part of yeah. yes i'm going to fall yeah. if i get hit hard enough so that, that doesn't <laughs> even count of a of a fall if if i'm not paying attention and i'm busy filming your damn gig yeah. good lord but that I, did happen when I uh, got drunk, got up, and fell, and then started puking. That, that was my that was my favorite one. When you fell on the deck and threw up, that, because I I I've been that guy before. So I I don't know. Little, little side story about me. So on my twenty first birthday, my mom was bartending. Oh, and by the way, thank you guys for not talking about my mother on the fourth mother box. I get that you guys have some you know restrictions on doing that. She's a saint. If you ever do, I'll fucking murder you people. Just so you know, but I do appreciate you not doing that. Um, so my mom was bartending my 21st birthday, and we're at a local bar here in Piatone Game On. Uh, it was throwbacks, but now it's Game On. And 
I did so many shots of fucking tequila. I was drunk to the point where a buddy, buddy of mine took me from the bar and went out to his girlfriend's house where her and a friend of ours were hanging out. And they made me a drink called a Harry Potter. And basically it was like a 32-ounce cup. And what they did is <clears throat> they filled it three-quarters of the way with Skull Vodka, topped it off with some kind of like cranberry, mixed berry juice or whatever, and threw a bunch of frozen berries into it or whatever. And I was drunk. I didn't know what it was, so they gave me it. I fucking started drinking it, not realizing what the fuck was in it. These berries hit my fucking mouth. And I'm like, what the fuck is that fruit? Slammed the rest of it through the cup and jumped off the deck. Passed out. Ah, uh, yeah. So, so dude, Davis was a high flyer. Dude, I, I, I don't drink a lot anymore because when I drink, it, it's an aggressive fucking situation, man. I woke up at 6 a.m. the day after my birthday passed out in my bathroom with a bump on my head and half-eaten bread laying around me. And I wasn't sure what happened, and I was told what happened was when I got home finally, I went to the bathroom. I think I threw up. I, I don't know. No one ever told me if I did throw up or not. I'm sure I did. It was a lot of fucking alcohol. And I passed out on my back, and my sister was freaking out, thinking I died, poured water on my face, jolted me awake. I bounced my head off the fucking toilet and got knocked out. And she gave me bread or something to try to eat because I need to absorb the alcohol. So I'm passed out as she's trying to force feed me fucking bread. So. So as you were telling that story, my theory on it was going to be that, like, overnight you just decided to become, like, a master of homing pigeons. So, like, you brought, you were going to feed the pigeons the bread. Or, like, it was, like, a Hansel and Gretel situation where you had to make sure that, like, you got to the same place. Because they threw breadcrumbs on the ground to know, so maybe just the, the loaves of bread just to make sure you knew where the bathroom was, just in case you had to throw up. Those are my two running theories, but I like your version better. <laughs> what were you saying, Nubby? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I got no response to that. I, I got no fucking response to anything you just fucking said. I told you exactly what happened. You're like, you, you fucking steamed it. I told you a story about me, and I'll tell you what I'm talking about your theories and shit. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, it was about you. Nubby, what were you saying? I didn't respond to that I by saying know. I didn't want to be Mr. Want to Know anymore. <laughs> God damn. Oh, God, I, got, I caught that. You are a bitter idiot. Um, so there, there was another, there was another time I got so drunk that mm -hmm. I passed out. Now, mind you, the hardwood floor where I was sleeping, uh, somehow I woke up and there, I'm bleeding. And the girl who owns, who, the one who ran the party is freaking out because she saw the blood and thought I was puking up blood. And I'm like, hold on, calm the fuck down. I am, I am who I am. I bleed out of my nose just by looking at something. I it am who I am. <laughs> Popeye the nubby man. <laughs> I, <am who> I, <laughs> I can just imagine you <laughs> looking at this woman. Listen, I'm gonna be me. If I'm gonna bleed out of my nose, I'm gonna bleed out of my nose. <laughs> Well, I put two and two together when I realized that I wasn't puking. 
and I realized that I am just me, and I can bleed at any time, and there's a heart full of floor there, so there had to have been a point where I did just pass out really hard, and I'm like, no, I'm still underage here. Don't call the ambulance. You'll get in trouble. So just relax. I went in the bathroom. I checked. Yeah, I had a bloody nose. I'm like, so, don't call them. Don't be an idiot. Don't call them an ambulance. I'm good. My worst... I am who I am. <laughs> A title of the show, I am who I am. I, I'm going to have to. <laughs> listen, listen, I'm the prime time pimp. <laughs> Sometimes I troll people at indie shows. Sometimes I bleed out of my pores. That just fucking happens. Oh, fucking Aiden, I love you. I love you so much, man. Sometimes I bleed out of my shell. It happens. <laughs> sometimes I bleed. <laughs> sometimes I'm just sitting there bored. I'm like, you know what I need to do? Inject some blood out of myself. You know, this is what it is. I didn't know turtles hey, had that ability. Hey, uh, Tom, I know you're going to listen to this, and you're, I know you're not going to have a show for a while. You might want to write this shit down, because I know you're going to want to use this against me next year. I just, I, I want you to promise me something, Nubby. And I pray to God you never have to go on a dating site ever in your life because they're dog shit. But for some reason, you ever find yourself single again. I want you to go on to Bumble, Tinder, whatever. And I don't care what you put in your, uh, your profile pic, your profile, your bio about you. As long as there's one point that says, can bleed on command. <laughs> like if I, if we ever need to get out of a bad situation, I can start a nosebleed that makes us need to fucking go. You know, right this now, is how, okay, this is how true this statement is. I bled just sitting at a Denny's. <laughs> Rick Flair would be so proud. For the duel of the butcher there? <laughs> when he said they're eating pancakes, you questioned if I think we're at the same fucking spot, brother. I might have been rolling down the hill to fucking Gulf of Mexico when you showed up to grab some tissues to clean that fucking premeditated nosebleed. Wait, what, wait, what, what was the year that this happened? Uh, it had been, what, 2013, I think, 10 years ago? You know what? It might be close. Might have no, been, right? No, it was soon. That, that incident, no, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom, uh, Skirt Show, or, and uh, I bled at Denny's. And you might remember it was after a skirt show. That's all I know. What Maybe you'll figure skirt? out. What's a skirt show? That was his band's name, Scourge. Scourge. Oh, I thought you were pronouncing "scared" wrong. Well, I could be. Are you scared? You scared, bro? Scourge. <laughs> his band. And then when Turtle, when the waitress came over to ask Turtle if he was okay, look here. He's like, "Hey, it's fine." This is just it. This is just me. I am who I am. <laughs> Do you need a tissue? Nah, I'll stop itself. It's fine. I can stop I it whenever blind. I want. Just a lot of blood, nothing to worry about. Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, do you ever see the, uh, you ever watch that show, uh, How I Met Your uh, Mother? Yeah. Remember the fucking dude? I can't remember the guy's name. He has a goofy-ass name. He created a craft beer. And he always got fucking nosebleeds when he had an erection. I'm just saying. That's an oddly specific character trait. I know. Oh, fucking A. Um, it, the one thing I don't get is, like, you know, because Kyle keeps bringing up the fact that we talk about Tom, and we never talk about Tom, but we always talk about Kyle. And, well, 
I mean, it's Kyle's mom. Of course, like Kyle's mother. I mean, I did call Kyle a piece of shit. You uh, did. Yeah, that's, that's uh, been established. That's yeah. out there. A- animated yeah. on Jedi Talk. So. I heard. Yeah, I still got. I still got to listen to that episode. I haven't got a chance to listen to that. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I I don't know. I mean, like, it's just. I think it's because Tom says a lot of things that are just like funny and um, punchliney, and Kyle wants to diagnose us with some shit. He spends more time diagnosing us. And actually coming up with something funny to say. I mean, he wrote a poem this week. And I'll give him his, his poem was okay. It, it was just okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I mean, the way. Six the out way, of ten. Yeah. <laughs> the way, the way he just comes across with shit when he's like, he's like, you know, I, I'm going to say what I want to say about people and it's going to be the truth. And when they say shit about me, well, it's just because they got nothing else to talk about. It's like. What? It's like, how is it like when he says something, it's witty and clever, but when somebody else says something, it's unoriginal and been played out? Yep. Every time. It's goofy. It's only come back. Not a fan. Not a fan of people who have that kind of argument with shit. It's like, it's like you, like everything you're saying about somebody else, they usually say about you. But you yeah, know, he. Yeah, you are. But what am I? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh-huh. I guess it's whatever. He's educated, and he's, I don't know, a fucking, I don't know, like summer camp counselor or some goofy shit. I don't know what the fuck he does. It's not fucking dumb. Backman, what's your response to the fourth mother box? We didn't get a chance to hear from you yet. Hey, spent more time on my bloody nose. The rap That's true. will be coming. I have been working on it. They don't think it's coming. But it's going to be coming. I got a little less from them, but Double J was actually called out to come on their first episode next year. I heard that. I'm interested to see uh, what Double J has to say about that. Thing is, it's like, you know, I couldn't really get a read on him yesterday. He just kept changing the subject anytime that me or Gabagool brought it up. So I, I have absolutely no idea what he thinks. Just kept talking about hot double J January. I don't know what that means, but uh, is one of the J's January or is it going to be three J's then? It's going to be triple J. Triple J. Keeps talking about it. I I guess we're going to find out very soon what that means. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Go ahead. No, yeah, no, but he hasn't received. I have no idea, Tom. Uh, what he's gonna do? I kind of let Hot Double J do his Hot Double J things. Kyle's gonna be like, who calls themselves Hot Double J? It's just unoriginal. It's terrible. Do better. Oh, Kyle, you miserable fuck. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, no. uh, outside of that stuff, I mean, I did enjoy their stories and the reminiscing about 2023 and everything. So, solid mm-hmm. ending. Solid ending. Uh, solid last show of 2023 for them and everything. I, said, I listened to them on Spotify on my way either to work or from work. So, and I know they're like, well, on Apple and all, like, I guess whatever mm-hmm. you, you do decide to listen and do do. Uh, do decide. 
diarrhea. Hey, Lois. Diarrhea. Peter, stop. I'm carrying iced tea. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I know a lot of the shit. I mean, like I see us tagged on their Instagram posts all the time and Facebook and everything. So uh, they're also on TikTok. So if you want to go watch uh, clips of Disney, go check out 4MB on TikTok. Because uh, yeah, I mean, can't get enough of that Disney. Disney nuts. <laughs> Got him. Uh, IPW. Who's uh, who's doing results? Who's got it? Who wants to talk about it? Oh, 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 me! Because I got the notes. Yeah, go for it, man. So, uh, IPW was yesterday. It was Captain's Fall. Um, and uh, there was every match was contested inside of a steel cage. Before the go ahead. Oh, you were, I thought you were about to say something. I was, but I think you're going to mention it. I, I just want to make sure you didn't dive right into the matches and everything. You got to talk about what justified it as a steel cage. I want to make sure that's mentioned because I know, because I mean, I know a lot of people question the steel cage aspect of it, but they justified it at the beginning of the show. I just want to make sure you cover that part of it. It was justified by the information enforcer, Rion Skills, calling D'Angelo Steele out to the ring to bless the steel cage for his last name is Steele, and he wanted to make sure it was a steel cage. Wanted to make sure it was real? He wanted it to be blessed. I was kind of going for a rap there, but thanks. I, I missed it. Aw, uh, <laughs> oh, damn, as my dad would say. I love Flash Harris. Anyway, I digress. Um, C-Red came out as well and started thanking the fans, gave his retirement speech. Damian Gray came out and uh, talked his smack, and Rion made him go to the back so C-Red could finish what he had to say. And once C-Red was done, the matches had begun. First, we had Turtles match. And it was you. It was Johnny Nye. It was Joey Dalton. And Cash Money Corey McHenry versus Marcelo Spade. Jay Vanity. Demon Baby. And the aforementioned D'Angelo Steele. Now, Turtle. What's up? You were one of the first people inside the... D'Angelo Steel Cage. Yes, with D'Angelo Steel. Do tell me, do tell us what that was like for you. Well, I'll say that was my first cage match I've ever wrestled in. I repped a few, quite a few actually. Um, I've had a cage fall on me before. I had nightmares about that. But anyway, um, it was weird, especially with it being a four-on-four match and everybody was in the ring. Mm-hmm. So, in a way, it was clustery. Um, but for the amount of time that I was in there, it was quite fun, especially beating up uh, D'Angelo Steele and making references to his title. There were shell shocks thrown around. There were. There were. 
unfortunately, you were the first person eliminated from the match. Because it was a four-on-four elimination match. Yeah, and Demon Baby caught me off guard with that one. And you and him have been going back and forth for a couple months. You wrestled him back in October. So, uh, were you more, do you feel you were, even with that, do you feel you were more prepared for Demon Baby in the four-on-four scenario? I'd say it's really hard to be prepared for a cage match and a four-on-four. And your your fo- your mind is focused on so much. Should I have put my more of my mind on Demon Baby, considering I was supposed to wrestle him in November, and he didn't show up? Mm-hmm. Because maybe because I beat him in October, I don't know. But I probably should have known that he had a plan. But sometimes I let leave my guard up. It happens. But he caught me off guard. Now, behind the scene thing a little bit, things didn't go as planned. But, back to business here. Yeah, I was eliminated first. It happens. I don't always win. I always say I don't always win, but when I do, it's special. This time, it wasn't that special because I didn't win. So after you got eliminated, then Marcelo Spade was eliminated. Uh, Corey McHenry followed, Jay Vanity, then Rockstar Johnny Nye, then Demon Baby, and it came down to Joey Dalton and D'Angelo Steele. These guys have been pretty much going back and forth with each other since pretty much the summer over the Second City Rachel Championship, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Joey Dalton is a madman and did a swanton bomb off the corner of the cage onto D'Angelo, and Joey Dalton was a sole survivor. So while you were eliminated, you did win the match. It does go down as a win for me, doesn't it? Or no? No, I don't think it. Technically, it does. Yeah. Technically, you won, so it was special. I don't want to go ahead and say that, though, because then I'd be called a hypocrite. Because of uh, Wade Evans, but we will not talk about that. Sounds like a plan. Then we had Manny Cortez versus Kid Lat with Kid Lat coming out victorious in that match. But after that match is what people are going are talking about because Nick Diamond, who had a second championship opportunity as his first championship opportunity for the tag titles with Larkin was successful back in September. Uh, cashed in his second medallion opportunity on Kid Lab, beat him down, and the match started. And the new junior heavyweight champion is the undeniable Nick Diamond, a.k.a. Karen. What a Karen. Now, this is the match... This next match I'm going to talk about is one where I might catch some flack from Steve on because it was the big leagues versus Steve, Gustavo, Muggsy, and Ewok. Now, before this match started, Steve got a mic and out of nowhere offered to put the trio's titles on the line against the big leagues. 
Now, this is just my little editorial take on this. I'm not personally sure if Steve consulted Gustavo or Muggsy about this, or had he considered that it was a four-on-four match when the titles are trios titles, or the fact that everything was taking place in a steel cage, so the risks were a far greater than a normal six-man tag, because it was pretty much tornado tag rules, mm-hmm. how are you going to tag in? The cage was right at the ring. So, I will say, especially considering that the team of Ewok, Muggsy, Gustavo, and Steve was shut out in the four-on-four elimination stipulation. That rhymed. That was cool. Um, I don't think Steve necessarily, and I say it with all love, I don't think Steve necessarily thought the whole scenario through. Does he ever, though? I mean, there are times where he can, where he does. Many times he does. I would say maybe I'd give it 90%. This is one of the, this is the 10% where I don't think he really thought this through. And it cost all of them. It did. And so as a champion, you should always be prepared to defend your titles, no matter what. Mm -hmm. But in this scenario, Titles were definitely not on the line, and it would have made no sense for him to be on the line with it being a four-on-four. So going into the match, Muggsy and Gustavo didn't have to worry about the titles. Mm-hmm. But Steve took it upon himself, and he pretty much put himself in front of them. Like, he didn't even consult with them. He did not talk to them. There was no discussion in that ring prior to him making that announcement or making that request. But, you know, at the same time, there may not have been discussion in the ring. What I don't know is, like, if there were conversations in the back that they knew that he was going to do this. <clears throat> no, you can see it on their face that they didn't know. They weren't happy about it. They didn't. Yeah. And it's not like they went around that ring and going, let's do it. Come on. Or they didn't go up to Rian yeah. and say, yeah, let's do it. Come on. No, this was Steve. This was yeah. all Steve being Steve. Yep. He he took matters into his own hands and made it. <clears throat> I'm not saying he's selfish. I'm just saying that he made a decision without consulting his partners. That's kind of a shitty thing to do. Yeah. Pac-Man, you know all about it. You made uh, Giggles second in command without, uh, you know, getting the opinion of anyone else. I mean, I I trusted my gut on that one. Yeah, how'd that turn out? Well, I mean, that he moved to Indiana, and then Gabagool's now second in command. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's just out unrelated. And you, you lost the war with JFW, too. You lost the war with JFW. All I have to admit, if Gabagool goes on here on the record and says that we totally lost, then I have to... Oh, God. I have to... I mean, we don't have to. See, there was actually a oh. video, which is funny, because I found the video that I put together and shared on the JFW page that depicts the entire Wave 3 
Rise and Fall of Giggles Lead. It's out there. You can go look at it. I know. I watched it from my <clears throat> hotel room in the middle of... Yeah, in between your uh, your piano recital. I I played the Smiths very good. You did. I did. You did. Go. No. Go Steve, Steve took it upon himself to put the towels on the line because he had... Which is great. It was great he had confidence to do so. But he didn't think it through. And not only did he lose, but... They didn't pin one opponent in that entire match. No. Clean sweep across the board. And you would think with Ewok being on their team, it would have helped. Ewok wasn't Ewok in this yeah. match. He wasn't the Ewok we all know. He mm-hmm. wasn't so that tough this time. Mm-hmm. So not you just put a lot of and that maybe that's what it was. He put a lot of pressure on Ewok now. Because I was thinking the same thing, yeah. You put pressure on him because now he has to help defend your tu- your titles, and he has nothing to do with those titles, but he has to be there. He's like, I don't know, that maybe a handicap or something to help you win, like in bowling or something. It, it's no, I don't. I'm not going to sit here and say Steve is selfish, but it no, was self centered. I you jumped the gun. And there's a difference between being selfish and self-centered, no matter what people say. The problem is that sometimes Steve allows his emotions to dictate his his choices. He he brings he brings too much mo- emotion into his matches and shit. He should have just had the cage match the way it was, and allow the trio's titles to be defended by the three people who held those titles. Not to put the pressure on Ewok, as Nubby pointed out, and I agree with 100. percent and just an unprepared moment. It, it just, yeah, it, it was a great match, but it's just unfortunate that um, uh, Gustavo and uh, Muggsy had to suffer, you know, the consequences of Steve's decision. You know, so, uh, still a good match. You know, Steve, Steve crushed it. Steve, you know, he he plowed through everyone the best he could, but ultimately, you know, the what was the name well, of the group? Big uh, the big leagues. The big leagues. Yeah, I call them the small, uh, I call so them I small still, leagues. But. I, I was getting my walking taco, and usually, like, I, I well, Gabagool uh, had his hat flipped off by J.R. Lindsay. I did notice the thing is they kind of were hot going into this match. They seemed ready to go, and whatever um, happened, like, between them getting in the ring and Steve announcing the match really gave them more incentive to win. And they were already, you could tell from their entrance, they were already pretty confident as it was going into this match. So, um, I mean, I'm a little more muted in what I think, but I just, you know, to put it as diplomatically as possible, I don't think Steve made a good decision. So just so we're clear... You think Steve fucked up. I mean, if that's how you want to put it, yes, but I yeah. don't think Steve made a good decision. Yeah, Steve dropped the ball. It's okay, you can say it. If it I was like, me, if it was me on the other end, if you're on the power right now, you'd say it. Yeah, yeah, Travis dropped the ball. Yeah, I, I believe it. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he dropped the ball. Fucking rain, man. Wait, Oops. I gotta watch Wapner. There you go. What'd you say, Nubby? Get your fucking underwear at Kmart? 
<laughs> I was just going to say, um, the big leagues are probably the most dominant group right now in IPW. And you mm-hmm. just made that, um, Steve just made that um, even stronger and bigger. Well, see, and, yeah, and the thing is, too, is like when you look at the big leagues, like they're actually a team. You know, fucking the trios, the former trios champions <clears throat> were almost kind of just thrown together. Like, Steve's been in, like, tag matches, but he's not really a tag team guy. And from from my knowledge, Muggsy really isn't either. I mean, yeah, he, he's part of a group of other places, but right. he's not a tag team guy. He likes to run his shit on his own. And I'm guessing Gustavo's the same. I don't know a lot about him. So it's like, when, you, when, you're, when you're trios like that, you really want to kind of be on the same page. And they just weren't. And it goes back to the emotion thing. Steve has such a problem with the people across the ring that he wants to up the ante and expect, you know, positive results. And it just, it didn't happen for him. You know, and it sucks. But Pac-Man said he made a poor choice. I want everyone to know that. Pac-Man said Steve made a poor choice. Does not agree with what Steve did. So when the fucking power hour comes around to belittle and bullshit everything I say, Pac-Man said Steve made a poor choice. Those were um, my... Make a note of that. Make it part of the soundboard. Yeah, making notes. Steve made a poor choice. Those were Pac-Man's words. I just I don't agree with it. I don't agree, agree with what he did. He does not. The undefeated Pac-Man, semi-main event Pac-Man, L-I-M, L-I-M champion. champion, holding more titles now than Steve. Oh, no, I guess he has that Joey Roth title, right? He does have the Joey Roth. Uh, it don't count. It, that that's not even a relevant title. It's just made up. Semi main <laughs> semi main event Pac Man, L I M champion, has confirmed that Steve made a poor choice. Right, man. All right. So following Steve's poor choice, uh, we had the two out of three falls. Tag team title match with uh, Nick Diamond and Kindle Fire defending against Diesel Tracks and Sean Danger. Uh, Diamond and Fire got the first fall, and the second fall went to Diesel Tracks and Sean Danger. Uh, there was a point where Kindle trying to Turn, keep the referee distracted, kiss the ref, um, to break a count. And the match ended in a D- DQ when Kidlat came in to beat up Nick Diamond after what he had did to him earlier in the afternoon. And then the big leagues came out to beat down Kidlat. And then we had an intermission, and it was a special intermission. Right, Turtle? You know where I'm going with this. Oh, it was very special. You might say Turtle and I felt it. Because that was the song that was playing, so I have to be very, very... That didn't come out right. Please be clear about this. (laughs) Well, considering my track record from last week, with, uh, you know, 
Never mind. It's already on the soundboard. It, 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 it's already on the soundboard. The douche that treated Angel. <laughs> Not well thought out. But Rion played his theme, and Turtle and I um, made an entrance and helped Rion. Well, we went in and went out and went in and went out and went in and went out. And then we fired the crowd up before the last portion of the show. Helped Rian uh, get the wave. It was lit. So I did. I did Rian's entrance in front of Rian at IPW with Nubby, and it was fun. And LIM missed all of it. Yeah, they missed you and Nubby together, going in and out, in and out, in and out. What people were saying, can you feel it? There's no getting around that. It happened. No. No. And we were waving. We waved at the same time. <laughs> we couldn't help it. We are who we are. Slapping and waving. <laughs> Going in and out, in and out, in and out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but after that, uh, we had... Renee Van Peebles versus Brittany K, but before the match, Creezo Lyons came out complaining he didn't have a match. So information enforcer Rion skill said, if you want to do something oh, about yeah, now, yeah, hold on, hold on, I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. So there was a moment during the show where Rion came over, and when he's yelling at me about the informational enforcer name, and I'm curious, I don't know if you guys know because I think I was, I think Nubby was right next to me when he did it, but. If, if Rion listens to this, I need him to kind of, like, you know, state for me. Was he yelling at me because there was a moment I made fun of that name? Or was there a moment where I said it and it became his official title? I'm so confused about that. It had to have been you making fun of it because he came up with it and I told you the name. I was the one that broke the news mm-hmm. about it on okay. the air. We played okay. the clip. Because that's what I'm trying to figure out, because he came up to me and was talking about, like, you know, like, things I say people listen to, and I was confused by it, because I was like, I don't remember, I mean, I and I had to have, and here's the thing, if, when I say things on on the podcast, and I don't remember it, it's, it happens a lot, you guys, you guys seen it, you guys know it, you experience it, I say a lot of shit. Throughout the day, every day, on whether it's this podcast or another podcast or in videos or whatever, I don't remember fucking everything. It's just there's a whole lot going on that I just don't fucking remember. So if I ever made fun of it, I don't remember it, and I'm sorry if I did, because I don't know what I could have said to make fun of it about. But if at one point I came up with that name because I got confused about his title and then months down the line he changed it because he heard it before, awesome. I just need him to confirm for me, was he coming at me because I was joking about the name or if maybe I did say the name in one podcast at one time at one point and somehow that became his title. I just, I'm just curious about it. Like if it was because I made fun of it, I apologize for it because I don't remember when I said it or what I could have said, that would be a joke about it. I mean, if you did say it and he got the idea from you, then I don't remember it. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I remember hearing it for the first time at that show, and I played the clip Yeah, on so, JFW. 
Yeah, so like I said, I just, I don't, I don't, because the thing is, like, usually when people can kind of, like, remind me of shit, I can be like, okay, so I did kind of make it, I just don't know what joke I could have made about, you know, being an informational enforcer. I don't, I'm sure it was funny, I just don't know what the hell it was. But Rian's usually good about, you know, answering shit and everything, so I didn't get that train home that time. Um... Yeah, I'm just curious. And Rian, like I, said, I, I like Rian because he's usually good about getting the facts and uh, the like. What I say here more, uh, you know, accurate than what Steve does. So if he does listen to this, if you could at least let me know, and I'm sure I'll see him tomorrow at C Red's. Uh, 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 appreciation roast. Yeah, yeah, the appreciation thing. Maybe if he he listens to it before then, he kind of confirmed with me. Like I said, if I did say something that was mocking it, I do apologize. I don't know what I could have said, but more than likely, I know who I am, and I probably did say something stupid. But right. like, I Travis is like I am who I am. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I just don't make myself voluntarily bleed out of my orifices. I don't volunteer. It just happens. It just happens. Yeah, it's like a boner. It just pops up out of nowhere. Yeah, that problem, too. But that's another yeah. story. Go on. Yeah. You know they got pills for that. Yeah, Blue Chew? Yeah. Gabagool finally knows what that is. He's very proud of it himself for finally realizing what that is, so he's been saying it a lot. I'm proud of that guy. I'm proud of him, too. I'm like, <laughs> what's, the, what's the next match, man? So, yeah, we had uh, Crizo coming out and complaining he didn't have a match. So, Rian said, if you want to do something about it now or the rest of the night, go ahead. And Crizo chose himself joining the last women's standing match with Renee Van Peebles and Brittany Kay. Which ended in a no contest, as none of the competitors could stand by the end. Well, yeah, that was a vicious, what, like, superplex powerbomb? I did see that from the bar. Yeah. That was brutal. Well, I, I know, uh, what was the fucking guy's name? Krypton? Uh, Krizo. Krizo, yeah. Um, I know he tried to do it to RVP. Uh, then I think eventually RVP ended up, you know, powerbombing him while he superplexed, uh, you know, the other opponent and shit, so. Uh, definitely vicious. It's unfortunate that there's no official ending to that feud. Uh, so I'm sure eventually that's going to come up again. Might even be brought up the next show in January. Yeah, yeah, maybe. There you go. And then lastly, we had the Captain's Fall match. So the rules are pretty much like a War Games match where eat, there's two teams and in maybe two, three-minute intervals, another team member comes out. But the big difference between that and War Games match, one, there's one ring, and two, the, each team has a captain. So the only person that can be pinned, submitted, or forced to surrender to win is the captain. And this was the world-famous Fabulous Workhorses, the team of Damian Gray, uh, Mikey Peterson, DP3, and Wade Evans, versus the team of Marche Rocket, Miles Mercer, the mystery 
uh, partner turned out to be TW3. I predicted that. And, of course, C-Red. Very, very intense match. Went pretty much all over. Uh, Wade Evans, um, you deserve those chops. Not just for being a jerk, but you also didn't bring me cupcakes, you asshole. I'm still upset about it. Um, but the match came down to both teams having Damian Gray and C-Red, respectively, in submission holds. And the referee brought, did the thing with the, th- with the hand, with the arms. Uh, raising the arm, seeing if, uh, they would shoot back up. You know, both arm, men's arms went down, um, twice. And then on the third time, only one man's arm slightly stayed up. And unfortunately, it was Damian Gray. C-Red and his team and his last match lost by way of surrender. Is that surrendering or passing out? Well, Rion did say surrender. But, but it would be technically passing out. It would technically Sur- be surrendering. You're saying you quit. Surrender, tapping out. None of that happened. So I so, question the, the finish here. So it was like a knockout. Yeah, no. but he called it, he called it a surrender. Mm-hmm. Is he red surrender? I mean, there was a lot of confusion after. There was. But I got some clarification from those who had a better, little bit of a better view than me, because I was further in the back, like as far as what exactly happened. So that's where my notes came from there. Uh, clarification. So, for those of you I spoke with, thank you. Um, but C Red it left his boots in the ring after Miles, um, Marche, and T W three gave Red their roses, his roses, if you will. And that was a very somber end to IPW this year. It was good to see the soldier boy one more time, though. Oh yeah, I know. Right. I we, we had Willie in front of us, Willie the bomb in front of us, and that popped him. Yeah, because he was part of that. He was part of the Soul Thunders. Mm-hmm. So knew and knowing he was in the crowd, I knew they were going to do some tribute to the touches. And he, he loved that. Because that was the start, like, of the Soul Touchers and, you know, mm-hmm. Marche and all that. Adelie Pro, you know, where me right. and Travis trained together. That's right. That is correct. So, oh, no. so when, is, when is the next IPW show? I don't think they announced it. I think it's the Probably. It's whatever the last Sunday of January, if they do have one. January 28th, penciled in tentatively. Yeah. Stay tuned. Which, Stay tuned to IPW's Facebook page for updates. Yeah. Or our podcast. 
Oh yeah, we we do talk about wrestling on this show. God, God damn it! Yeah, it's not about nosebleeds and Kyle's mom all the time. Yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We cover everything? Nubby, didn't you have some things you wanted to say about? Oh, fuck yeah, yeah man. Yeah. We gotta give, uh, we gotta give, uh, Nubby a time to fucking talk about Sea since you won't be there tomorrow because of, because of life and shit. Yeah, life and work, you know. Yeah, so yeah, let's, uh. Printing industry sucks sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah, look, well, you know, fucking internet will fucking put you out of a job soon, so don't worry about yeah. it. Oh, I'm, I'm prepared. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, Amazing Turtle, uh, is not gonna be at the, uh, appreciation show for C-Red tomorrow night, so, uh, take your moment now, man, see what we wanna say about, uh, C-Red, so floor is yours. Alright, thank you very much, sir, Travis T. So, um, You're welcome. Whenever you're ready. Go ahead. Okay, I'm ready. Can I go now? Yeah, yeah, you go. All right, cool. Yeah, sure. Just, yeah, just go ahead and start. All right. I'll start now. Okay. It, it needs a beginning, so I should start. Solid. Perfect. So. Unless you want Quentin Tarantino and start at the middle and work your way to the end and then back to the beginning. Uh, the, the middle might have two parts to it. I don't know. We'll see. Perfect. Okay, I'm done. All right, so I've known Seed Red a while, shit, long time. Uh, officially, we met at a random indie show. Well, I wouldn't call it a, oh, I guess it can be considered an indie show where the ring fell apart. Rian might know about that one. He was in it, in that match, or in the show, rather. I don't think it broke during that match, though. Um, I was actually going up to Willie first. That's who I actually knew more out of everybody then. Um, went to shake Willie's hand, and all of a sudden, C-Red's there shaking my hand, introducing himself. And then I don't think I saw him after that, except I think at another show where Team Dammit interfered in a show or something, which started on a message board. It was kind of comical. Um, but the, we officially, you know, we met at Elite Pro, worked together there, we actually managed together one time, uh, and we beat up a guy known as the Messenger. It was funny. It was funny because me and my tag partner came out, and we just started dancing, trying to do the Soldier Boy, but it didn't work out too well. So we just danced randomly, and we got the looks from C-Red. You know, the look like of disgust. So... uh there's actually two specific stories where C-Red actually influenced my life. Uh, one of them was actually more wrestling related. So after Elite Pro um, closed, I took some time off because work was being worky at that time too. Go figure. And when it when I got laid off a few months later, I was getting back into wrestling. I uh, went to IWA for a little while. This was right around 2010, beginning of 2010. But then, like, the summer, I had moved out, finally, out of my parents' house for, I'd say, less, a little about a year. Um, I was still training here and there, but it just 
I don't know. Wrestling was just not for me at that moment. I just said, I'm going to be done. So I stopped wrestling. And then I went to a show. It was uh, at Vanguard in December of 2010. Found out it was going to, it's a loser leaves match. Leaves wrestling and between C Red and his opponent that night, which I guess I guess we could talk. Well, I don't want to say the name. It might. I don't think I'm allowed to. But if you know, you know. Um. After it, the match ended with both of them getting a double count out, and they went on their merry way. You know, so they both lost, and they um. Just stop wrestling. Their career ended, you know. So it was on the way home. I was thinking about it because you know you're hearing that crowd, you know, all four C red saying goodbye. And I'm thinking on the way home. I'm like, I want that. I want to hear that instead of just quitting, like I did. And then I realized after saying that to myself, I'm like, well, I never officially got the hello, like most. You know how lately I've been getting a big pop and, you know, the crowd loves me, whatnot. At that time, I never got, I never even got one, like the first official one. So what made me think about that or made me remember the date was December 4th. Because it popped up in my Facebook memories. And where I posted that CNC Red for the final time made me realize I need to get back in the ring. So while it took some time to get there, because, you know, work again, still being worky. Yeah, I like saying worky. Um, I finally was able to just get the time and... And I went finally went to PCW later in 2011. So thanks to C Red having his moment, even though um, it was for different reasons at that time, because he mentioned it on Power Hour that when he first took his sabbatical, it was for a different reason and not the way he wanted. It was because of that I'm still here. I am here where I'm at now when it comes to wrestling. I don't know what would have happened if I didn't show up to that show. I There's no telling if I would be here wrestling right now if I didn't go to that Vanguard show. So that's why I always say C-Red was the one that got me back in the business. So if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have been RPW, Chicagoland champion, SCW, High voltage champion. Thank you, Travis. But um, I wouldn't have that moment. I wouldn't have all these moments that I'm having now. Granted, other things influenced all this, everything else after that. But again, if it wasn't for that moment, there's no telling what would have happened. So that's the wrestling uh, story. Now there's a story where, in real life, he influenced me big time. I and I want to like I'm saying save my life, but not in a 
form of like I was going to, you know, die. Not that kind of thing. Um, so to provide some context, I was dating this girl in 2014. Big mistake, dating a coworker. Falling in love, blah, 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 blah. She had kids. I thought I could be a father to them, you know, whatever. Um, we broke up, obviously. We, it was a short relationship, I guess. Things happened too fast, whatever. But we saw each other a lot still because we worked together. Don't date a co-worker. I'm, I'm going to keep saying that. Um, we thought we could be friends, and we were trying, I guess. But it, I guess I was more hurt than anything at that moment. And I just, I was in myself. I was going through a lot of emotions. And she also started dating a friend of mine who was also a co-worker. Slut. That's right, I went there. Travis is laughing at that one, and I can laugh at that one, too. Um, <laughs> I mean, and it sucked, too, because I was good friends with her dad, who also worked there. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, trying to think uh, how to... So, more time passed after that. And we were, oh, like, I guess we were up and down with being friends, you know. And, well, <clears throat> there there was a point where I was starting to get my, my shit together, if you will. And finally getting over everything. We were being, we were friends, you know. But I think I was just more on the revenge side of things and wanting to you know, get her back, if you will. Like, kind of like hurt her too, you know, being after what she did. Um, so for the first time since Elite Pro, me and uh, C-Rev were on the same show. Now, that profile picture I have up there, that was taken that day. So it was that night. After the show, or it was in between the show, we were, me and him were actually talking. And I was telling him how, like, and I don't know if he'll remember, because it, it, I'm, like, remembering bits and pieces of the conversation we had. I was telling him what happened between me and her, and then I was talking about how I was kind of, like, seeing this girl who was a friend of the family, but trying to, like, I wouldn't say use her because we were still, we were friends having a good time, but I kind of wanted to shove it in my ex's face. And it was then that, that night, C-Red told me that don't change who you are and don't be petty. Because I also told him that people were telling me, stop being that nice guy, be an asshole. Because girls like that. And it, at that point, like, at leading up to that, I was, it was in my head, and there was a lot of things going on in my head. So, yeah, I just told him that I, people want me to be this asshole, and I guess I'm just being that asshole by trying to shove this in her face. But, yeah, he said, don't be petty, and, oh, it, just be yourself. 
don't change because other people want you to. I realized that he was right because if I would have kept going down that path, I probably would have lost my job. Because she was still working there at the time, and if I was treating her like shit outside of work, God knows what she would have been saying to my boss. So it was then I'm like, okay, I'm going to continue having fun, but I got to just do things for me and not worry about what's going on with her. And that was when I was able to move on from her. So when it comes, so when it comes to Sean, he influenced me to be who I am. Don't change for anybody. Don't let anybody change me. Be yourself and don't be petty. So to recap, he got me back into wrestling and he stopped me from being stupid. That's nice, man. <clears throat> well, well done. Um, it's not gonna come close to anything I'm gonna say tomorrow, but uh, I just uh, I just sign my name to what you did. Ditto. Yeah. I mean, there we've had like memories of in wrestling, but yeah. I just feel like those two stand out because. They changed my life for the better. Yeah. Put me back on the right path when everyone else is bringing me down. I get that. I get that. Backmind, you want to say anything about C-Red before we go, or you want um, to save it all for tomorrow? I'm still, like, thinking of the things I want to say. Um, I'm going to save those for tomorrow. Um, so I just have a lot. I mean, I've, I've only known red for about a year on that personal level. Um, so it's like, but he, I will say he had a great influence on my life even in that year. Um, but like, I'm, I'm still working in my head on how I want to like sum that up. Exactly, but it's hard, man. That, and that's the thing too. It's like because when I was invited to be there tomorrow, and I'm like, there's no reason for me to go. Like I, I like when I when I was invited to go, I was like, I'm gonna go because I kind of want to watch it. I didn't get a chance to see the Ivan one. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I was told that you know they want me to say something, it's like I honestly have fucking nothing. I don't have a a relationship with C Red in any way, and I don't know Sean. You know, it's, um, but I was asked just to say something. So I was like, I, I mean, I guess, I mean, I'll, I'll do my best to come up with something. I can talk about, you know, obviously the first time I saw him and stuff like that. But like, I mean, hell, even like during my time in Elite Pro, like I never spoke with any of the talent. Like, hell, I never spoke to my trainers. Just fucking came in, did my shit and left. It was like, mm-hmm. so it's tricky. I mean, for you, it's going to be a little bit better because you do have a better relationship with C-Red. You know, it's just, yeah, for me, I just, I don't really have anything. The only thing I got is the fact that he thinks I'm an asshole because of what Steve, uh, relates to him from the show. So. But, 
I know he had a long career. I know he had a great career for the few times I've seen him on and off over the last, fuck, I don't know, 15 years, give or take, since the first time I saw him in New Breed Wrestling Alliance, which is weird when he talks about how, like, he, like, this is, is this year 20 or he's just saying 20 to round it off? I think this is year 20. So, and it, like, it might even be more at this point. I'm not. Because because when I when I sit and look at him, I'm like, okay, so he's on about twenty years, so that means two thousand and three. So when I first saw him in oh six, he was only three years in. Which 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 you know baffles me because I mean obviously I'd going going to, you know, these these shows and everything, like I don't know how long these guys are doing this and that and all the other shit and like, you know, obviously like you know, I see him in oh six, you know, with Team Dammit or I see him with uh uh, Soul Touchers in 2009, and you know, I I never saw any of the ARC stuff until uh, until um, technically, I guess uh, SCW because I never really, I I was never at IPW when they were trios champions. I think uh, I think I missed when the Workhorses won them, and then all the shows I went to, they weren't really defending them. So, um, there there's chunks of his career I never was really a part of. I think more, I know more of C-Red on the Power Hour and stuff like that, or, uh, the, the one Dutch baby I was at while he was there, and, you know, whatever and stuff, but I, I just, I have no fucking clue what I'm gonna say tomorrow, and, you know, obviously with, you know, the, this week with work, and obviously the end of the year is like, it's so, like, busy, but it's like, I, I gotta come up with something, and I gotta find that free time to do it, um, but, uh, Nubby, what you said was fantastic. Um, I think that's a great tribute to him, and I hope if he listens to anything that is JFW, he at least listens to that. Um, if Steve wants to be a good guy, maybe he could clip that for C Red and play it for C Red so he could hear it. Um, and I'm sure anything Pac Man comes off is going to be sentimental. He's going to cry like a little bitch, like he does with everything he does. And hey. <laughs> I'm going to be in a match. I just had a match. I did fail him once. You failed him or me. you felt him? Yeah. I, well, I had to feel him in a match, you know, beat no. shit out of him with it. But no, I failed him once because he, uh, he trusted me to defend his YouTube championship when he got injured and, well, I ended up losing. Oh, jeez. Damn it, Nubby. Fucking nubbies. But what you said was awesome. That's very nice. Uh, like I said, whatever I come up with is not going to come fucking close. There's like two memories I can think of, and one happened yesterday when he slapped me on the back of the head. So <laughs> I mean, it's just like, I just, I don't know. Uh, C-Rod's a great dude. I wish I saw more of his career. I just never really did. But luckily, that's what YouTube is for. So. Yeah. Uh,. Guys, uh, is there anything else wrestling related we got to talk about? Or are we good? I think we are good. I think uh, what Nubby said is correct. Awesome. Uh, I said it. Yeah. If you catch this before tomorrow evening, uh, December 19th, Tuesday, December 19th at 6.30, if you catch this beforehand, if you want to go to the Sea Red Appreciation Show, Again, it's at the VFW in Richmond Park, the same show that the Eliana Pro Wrestling shows happen out of. Go out, enjoy it, uh, listen to some wrestlers who are making an appearance, talk about C-Red and his career. Uh, that's gonna be the Power Hour episode for this week. Uh, 
Lovely and Toxicated Podcast, I think it's coming out this Thursday or Friday, is that correct? Uh, it's coming out, uh, no, it's this week, right? So, Christmas. we're going to be doing it New Year's, it's going to be released, because uh, we got to think, because I didn't even think about that when we rescheduled the recording. It's coming. Okay, Next cool. Week, we had to reschedule the recording today, so it's coming. So, LIM Podcast coming out eventually, so look out for that. Subscribe to them on YouTube, you'll get, or you'll get a notification when that comes out. Oh, uh, it'll be, you know what, now that I'm thinking about it, it'll come out Thursday the 28th. Look out on Thursday the 28th for the Lovely and Tusk Men's Podcast. Uh, we will not be here next week. We're taking off for the holidays. Uh, but like I said, the live stream for the SCW will be released later on this week. So you'll still have another episode you could listen to between now and our return on New Year's Eve, which will be our final show of the year. Uh, I rap on that one. It's going to be baller. Pac Man is going to drop some bars on. Uh, I'm going to drop bars like it's just your my average thirsty Thursday, dog. God, I, I hate you. You're going to hate me even more okay. after all the shit I'm going to say. I don't, I don't even know if it's possible. Is it? Is it freestyling, or are you going to have a beat to it? Uh, so I'm working like on acapella, the right. Like, so you're going to acapella it, or are you just going to? Is there going to actually be a beat? So I have been listening to some instrumentals on YouTube, like a, like a good SoundCloud rapper would. Uh, and I'm like, I'm writing the raps. I'm just trying to get like a, a, a flow, you know? Yeah. Yo, bro. Gotcha. Yeah. And um, I'm hoping from there it's going to help it grow. So. Hey, uh, hold on. Let me try something for you, Pac-Man. Okay. How does this sound? Ooh, I like do that. This. Making my way downtown. <laughs> uh, I thought that was I. I actually thought that was gonna be like actual sound effect. That didn't work out as well as I planned. Because the option has hip hop, I figured it would be a beat. I wouldn't have to make the actual sound, but epic fail on my part. You tried, though. That's the important thing. You put in effort, and that's most that, that's more than any other co-host really does on any other show. Nubby, you did your best, but you failed. So the lesson here is never try. That's true. That's true. Just do, just do what Pac-Man does. Just sit in the front row, shaking a big fucking uh, blow-up head of random people, and you, too, can wrestle in an RPW ring one day. Well, I'll put all my secrets I, on VHS next I month. I have been there. I've been there before. That's true. I, well, I hear you're jealous that you're not there now. Rumor has it you are jealous that Pac-Man's there living his RPW dream now. Well, I mean, I'm retired, so... He's retired, so... Guys, make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, just by searching Just Freaking Wrestling with the JFW Podcast. We are on YouTube. In 2024, we're going to start releasing our video podcast again. So I'm really excited for that, so make sure you're over on YouTube. Subscribe to JFW or Just Freaking Wrestling. 
Uh, follow us and listen to our audio on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean. Just search JFW wherever you listen to podcasts. And if they ask you, make sure you subscribe to us and give us a rating and a review. I know Spotify asked for it. I know uh, Apple asked for it, and it does help us out. So I'd appreciate it. If you just go give us a five-star rating and say we are the absolute best. So uh, if you don't listen to podcasts, fuck yourself. A t-shirt says so over on our uh, on our merch page, uh, tpublic.com. Just search JFW. So. It's great for Christmas gifts. It's solid. So. That's all I got. I believe we can. Ring the bell on this episode. Perfect. As always, I'm Travis D. And I am Nubby, the amazing turtle. Cowbunga. And I am Pac-Man, the podcast papa, the guy at the LIM champion. Shut up, Santino. And thank you for listening to another episode of Just Figure Wrestling, the JFW Podcast.